with upcoming candidates. Do you want to maybe just introduce yourself, uh, maybe tell us where you work at the moment? So my name is Nikute Medicine, working at Hull Royal Infirmary. Fantastic. And Revan, this is uh, one of our, I think, personal success success stories because you applied, was last year your first, was last year your first time applying? It was my second uh, time. Okay. So, and so this, this year is the third time you've applied and very glad to say that you actually got your top choice job in, in Manchester Deanery. So really, really well done. So you're currently working, so also you're currently working as a, an acute medical registrar, SD4. So tell me a little bit about your, your, your pathway, how you got, how you got to here, where have you worked in the past and what you, what you've been doing so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I have graduated from Pakistan and then I did a bit of my initial CMT training back there. Moved to Saudi because I was pursuing USMLE. So uh, a bit of financial things to come in and, and I moved to Saudi for that reason. So I finished my USMLEs and unfortunately couldn't get a job there, but in the US, but then I pursued the MRCP career and I came to the United Kingdom. It was 2017 and I started as a Truscott registrar in, in cardiology and it was a DGH. Uh, and I used to take on-calls in acute medicine and DGH-level cardiology. So I was doing sort of acute takes for cardiology and referrals. Uh, we used to do like simple procedures like PC cardioversion, trying to learn echo and these stuff. So that led to, that really built my interest in cardiology during those years. Although I had some previous interest, but not a proper cardiology job. So however, working as a trusted registrar, I started liking cardiology and I tried to get some sort of competencies required for the specialty to get into training. So, but I think I was not really guided in the first uh, place. I just went on my own and appeared in the, in the, couldn't get the first time for obvious reason. I was not that well prepared. Second time, I think I, I got you guys around really basic, thorough understanding of the process, really helpful uh, from comparing to the first year not getting anything nowhere, just straightly getting in at least shortlisted and then longlisted and had an interview. And I, 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 I was ranked like in 160, all the seats were slightly less the previous year, I think. And so I couldn't get a final number then. But I think I, I persevered with my, my passion for cardiology. And I also continued to, I think, be with you guys as well. Uh, the, the, the training course that and the vigorous, I should say, the training course that we went through and I joined the course this year, and and finally I'm here with the job, uh, ranking of uh, 68. Robert, amazing! One of our uh, favorite stories. You've been with us from the start, and yeah, the first year where you kind of ranked, didn't get shortlisted, so it's you know ranking outside the top 400, and then coming out to 160, just just missing out, and then this year getting your first choice job, I think, is incredible. So, in terms of your thinking, about, like your application process now, the portfolio, and how you got ready for the application. How did that change over the three years? So I think, again, you guys, I would say, was were very helpful to start with, really. So before I would just look at the website, the, the specialty website, and just try and, and with my own understanding, trying to uh, score myself. But uh, as I joined the course, I got a better understanding of what I already had achieved, and I was not marking myself and not making it, like, bringing it to the forefront of what I've done. So I think taking that course was really helpful understanding how to uh, plan my application, how to put my achievements and how to word them in the right 
right phrase, I think. And I remember you guys telling us in the very beginning of the days, like those buzzwords, understanding the personal specification. I think that was the very important thing I should highlight here. Personal specifications were huge, hugely important in this application. I chose the buzzword that were in there and then fixed and then just like collaborated with my experience. And that is how I prepared my application for cardiology. Perfect. Amazing. If, they, if anyone gives you kind of a person spec or anything that they're looking for, you just you want to fit it and regurgitate it back to them and say, look, I am what you asked us to be. Yeah. Uh, and there's uh, not much more they can ask for from that. We were talking this year, one of the things you've changed, you kind of thought about your application score and tried to optimize your publications and presentation sections. Is that, is that right? Yes. Yes. So that was really another thing that I learned from the course was that I think I was speaking to Nick uh, or yourself like when we were having the course and he said, oh, you guys have got this. Why don't you publish the audit? Why don't you present it? So to make it, you score high in the application. So I, I had a case pending and we thought it would never get published. So, uh, however, we put that up in the ESC, acute cardiovascular care, and it got accepted and I presented it online and it scored me really high on, on the application and as well as a, a publication that I got. So that was really a big boost to them. Yeah, I think the the publication process can take a long time. So it's really, I think it's as you said, like as you can tell, it's very important to plan these things yes. in advance. They can't just be six weeks before the deadline. So I better try and get a publication ready. And any any particularly impressive audits that you've done can always uh, go somewhere. There's always somewhere looking out to uh, take one of the poster or an oral presentation. So yeah, there's I think people sometimes don't appreciate just how much we as trainees have done in this country just taking them forward to the right arenas to get the marks so then obviously you've um got quite a lot of experience in in cardiology and so you obviously talked through how you've prepared for the application so in terms of the interview now thinking for the interview how did you prepare let's take how do you prepare this year compared to previous years and what's what what's the thing that you think what are the things that you think make the most difference enabling you to get your uh, your job this year? I think uh, to, to, it begins with really starting the really the basic understanding of the interview process. Like uh, again, I said as we had a discussion with you guys, understanding that how to present what you've achieved, and understanding the scores and understanding those personal specifications and trying. And, and repeating itself, presenting it, practice, as we said, practice, practice, and practice. So really, first of all, understanding the interview process and what they are expecting from us. To just give a very simple example, which I think has hugely made a difference this year, that I, I was always, when I spoke to my colleagues previously, seeing or joining in the course, really, was that, oh, uh, they, they are cardiologists, they know you're coming from a very basic background, and so you, you're not expected to know much about cardiology. But I think, and so that why. That's why I was not really focusing on, on the clinical station that much. But I remember you telling specifically this year that it carries a huge, huge weight in getting the, 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 the number. So I, I really focused on the clinical this year myself, totally focused on the ESC guideline, the pocket guidelines. And it has really helped as compared to the previous years. I remember my scores were like really in, in the lower five, six or, or that previous years as compared to nine and eight this year in the clinical stations. That and as you said, uh, Baruch, I remember it has a 50% weightage towards your final score. So I think that was a huge, I think, a landmark in achieving this number. 
yeah no absolutely i think it's something we as long as they keep the proportions the same it's something we'll continue to emphasize i mean if you do well in the clinical stations or make it make get the get you the job and if you do poorly regardless of how regardless of scoring tens on everything else and maxing out the shortlist score you will not get a job because uh, yeah. it's just worth that just that much it's a really good to think out the actual interview itself though i mean really good to hear so obviously i know some of your race you kind of got what's well, like a six six out of ten for your suitability equipment first time or uh, second time second time around that improved and to full marks um this one was incredible fantastic improvement so what do you think kind of touch upon a few of them already what do you what do you think what do you think are the main things that you change changed to get yourself a 10 out of 10 so you said this year you really focused on the the person's specification and obviously in the interim you've gone you published and presented your work at the ESC congress what how did you deliver your deliver yourself differently in that in, in that station so I think, I mean, as you've already highlighted these two things, plus I had some uh, publication, just uh, another publication added to that as well. So that score got uh, e- even better. Uh, and also, I think uh, the way I would tell my colleagues to come who would be applying next year to the specialty hall, the way you write your application and you, you present, if you're coming from a different background and not cardiology, like I was acute medicine and cardiology. So instead of writing acute medicine in the front, and just because the, the sheet that they get in front of them you would list your experience. And if you rephrase that properly, that you put cardiology and then, for example, uh, you were doing acute medicine as well. So highlighting cardiology in every part of your experience. And when they saw that, they were really, really very much impressed in comparison to the same experience that I had last year. And I was writing acute medicine and cardiology. So I was putting acute medicine and other fields in front of cardiology. And they said, oh, in the final comments, this person does not have this good cardiology experience. So I think the way you write in your uh, final application, that also matters. Very important. The wording, the buzzword, the things that are mentioned in the personal specification has to be highlighted when you write the application. So that was uh, different this year as well. Great. And then this year, the Med SPR station is obviously a brand new station. No one knew what to expect. Fantastically, you got full marks in that, uh, yeah. 10 out of 10. So how did you how did you find approaching that station? And was anything you found particularly useful in preparing for that station? I think I would refer back uh, to the wonderful course that we attended again. I say this because I say it hard out, really, because that was a very new station. Nobody had an idea of what was going to happen in the station. And... Yeah, I remember watching the the uh, the video from the video library, and there were two videos where you have a slightly um, mediocre answer and a good answer, and I I I tried to play that video many times and and try and figure out what was the right answer to give, uh, and I think uh, I pick up the buzz buzzword from that answer, and the theme I would say that for that station is you. Because the, the, the question would have been the same for most of the candidates, because I also applied in other specialties. So uh, I got the same question again and again, that you had difficult scenario as a medical reg, how would you manage? Yeah. So I think telling the story was not the main theme. So just understanding the basic concepts of uh, the GMC medical practice, as Balik, you guys were telling us, was really important to, to score high in this, rather than just going on the story, oh, I watched this patient and I did that with that patient. The, the ability to show that you were showing your leadership skill, you were knowing your team, there was a teamwork. So just putting these words and referring to them back again and again, that I was looking after my team, I was uh, 
trying to understand my team at the beginning of the day. And I was knowing what our grades were. We were uh, so how to so in this way we could manage our take very well. And the leadership management, knowing your team, reflect, uh, reflective practice. I remember uh, uh, Nick saying in that video about the reflective <laughs> practice. So these things, I really, I, 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 I did stick myself to those words, and I think that really, really helped. Yeah, that, uh, that that's honestly really, really, really nice to hear when one of your particular things actually is taken away and worked. So I think the reflective practice, I think everyone, every consultant wants registrars that can reflect back and learn and improve because no one wants, the registrar has never a finished article. And I think showing that in the interview that you're keen to learn and you're happy to change your practice is absolutely gold dust. So it's really, really, really good to hear that you're uh, using this kind of words of reflective practice and thinking about how you learn from the scenarios and the situations that you used for your VLSPR station. I would like to highlight one more point, Malik, uh, was that uh, at the end of the video, the, the gentleman uh, who, who was responding to that question in the video library said, I would still have from my consultant, who would I ring up and, and ask for help if I'm stuck? I think I, I use that word as well. So just to tell that where you stuck, I help ahead of you and you should always consult uh, that. And I think the, the interviews, uh, people, they took it very, very uh, nicely that he's just not thinking himself as the final person. He's still asking for help when needed. So I did also put that step in, in my answer. That's very, very useful. Because there's, there's a slight there's a slight nuanced difference, isn't there, between, between the uh, interview that you do at IMT level where you're expected to ask for help very early, whereas a registrar, A, it's not always appropriate to be escalating everything because there are some things a registrar you need to be able to deal with yourself but be still knowing when the appropriate time is to either escalate or ask for help or make a consultant aware of a particular situation and that obviously be situation dependent but it's very important uh not to to lose sight for that lose sight of that and also just appreciate the fact that the consultant does have a years and years more experience than us and there's always a always a good a good amount of it was a complex case though uh, like like similar it was a really really complex case so uh, they were really looking at me at what point is going to say what to do next as you rightly said it, it is situation dependent but when it gets to a point where you've got a, a very young person in front of you and you got a two very difficult decision to make asking help is really the right making patient safety as as a priority would really help so that that is what they really liked yeah yeah another another buzzword <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so the, uh, the the clinic the clinical scenarios again uh a big improvement from uh previous years. so you mentioned the ese guidelines but anyone who's listening what uh Raymond's referring to is actually the ese app it's like a pocket set of guidelines and i can hand on heart say they're the main thing that i use to prepare for my interviews and i think they're in terms of the actual knowledge base that you need they're more more than enough so you found the ESC guidelines uh the app I'm assuming very useful is there anything from your clinical interviews is there anything else that you can think of that you use to prepare or anything that you noticed in the interview you're like gosh I wish I'd known that beforehand or things that work particularly I think definitely ESC pocket guidelines are the topmost thing but I think as you guys were saying when we were preparing for the interview that knowing if you worked in the cat lab knowing what complications can you get post PCI and 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 then bring them up front and think I remember you saying that they want you to think like a cardiologist 
So having that approach rather than a simple ABCD approach, a medical, a general medical registrar, that was really different this year. So thinking from the forefront and, and then making the differentials, like we, we used to do like cardiac, non-cardiac sort of uh, a differentiation. And um, I think the basic structure, if you worked in cardiology, as an, even as an CMT, you would, you would get to know that the way the cardiologists think, if you, if you try and mold yourself uh, in a very simple way, just to present it like um, they want you to, I think that makes a huge difference. I think, yes, and that was, this was clinical a bit, I would say I was not expecting, but I'm not sure if they have uh, specifically marked me slightly, probably a mark less on that echo values. I was not sure, uh, but they did ask me about the MR severity and the echo mm-hmm. values. And I think they might have brought it up because I told them I was I did pass my BSc part one and all that. So then plan now. So you're going to carry on working. What is there? You're going to finish out this year as a cute med and then start in August, is it? Yes, I, I, I will be starting in August as an ST4 in, in cardiology in Greater Manchester. Fantastic. I, and as I said, really, really well done. And yeah, there'll be a, it's a huge success story. So great. Great job for persevering. And I think I hopefully it does show that the interview process is just that. It's a process that you can absolutely prepare for and improve at. And I think Remen moving up sounds about 400 places over the course of their three applications. And obviously the doctor, you're you have improved slightly, but really the main thing you probably have improved is your application score and your interview technique. So um hopefully a lot of hope to everyone. And also emphasizes the importance of a preparing well right? yes yes you definitely you cannot you cannot just go in and say oh i've done so and so and i know and i can uh, do the interview i think it's for the first time in in my life really to to get a proper interview preparation and really understanding the process and just not taking it oh i've got this and that and i can just speak and uh, regurgitate i think that doesn't help being structured knowing your achievements is very important and 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 the buzzwords perfect all right well th- thanks so much raymond for giving up thank you so much for for uh helping me out being success- successful really uh, <laughs> i think that was a really great help no it's really nice to hear great all right thank you